Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Like I've said many times when you were in school here, you know, you know, you wouldn't have to be too brilliant. You'd just stumble over a few things and fall down 50 years and learn that away. But I observe this. Pastors get so busy with business till they lose the anointing to preach. Get so busy. And sometimes the business wasn't altogether church business. They, they run in two or three businesses on the side. And to get up to preach no more anointed than the last year's bird nest. <laughs> Just dead, dead, dead. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, A Fresh Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, Here's Kenneth E. Hagin's message. And sometimes you'll read and study some of those books of theology and you know less than you knew when you started. I mean less about God. Amen. It's amazing how that these fellows, these disciples, now we know of course that Paul was a learned and an educated man, but Paul said, I count all that just as dung. But he knew they had been with Jesus. They knew the word. They had the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And that makes all the difference in the world. Don't know anything but the word and the Holy Ghost. I mean, if you get away from the word and the Holy Ghost, you've lost me. Amen. But I believe that the Word and the Holy Ghost will work now just like it did then. Amen. Amen. Now, while you're there in the Acts of the Apostles, turn to the sixth chapter of the Acts. Turn to the sixth chapter of the Acts. And here again, remember we're talking about empty cisterns or full reservoirs. Which one are you? Which one do you want to be? Full. Full. Notice that the Bible said in this sixth chapter of Acts, and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Remember, they had all things come. Then the twelve, the apostles, is the only ministry the church had at that time. Call the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. That's a good word for all of us. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men, number one, of honest report. These folks are going to handle their money. They better be of honest report. Secondly, full of the Holy Ghost. Third, and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. See, that's business. Now, you hook that word in with these others. It's not, it's not a reason that we should leave the Word of God and tend to business. Now, sometimes pastors have to to a certain extent. But if they got anybody in the world that could help them, they ought to 
give themselves more to the Word. Did you notice that? Did you ever notice that? I see, I've been at this for 50 some odd years, you know, not just a novice. Like I've said many times when you were in school here, you know, you know, you wouldn't have to be too brilliant. You'd just stumble over a few things and fall down in 50 years and learn that away. <laughs> but I observe this. Pastors get so busy with business till they lose the anointing to preach. Get so busy. And sometimes the business wasn't altogether church business. They, they run in two or three businesses on the side. And to get up to preach no more anointed than the last year's bird nest. <laughs> Just dead, dead, dead. And at one time had marvelous ability. Could have really done something for God. And then again, I saw this. And I, I talked to pastors, tried to get them not to do it. I remember one fellow very close to me, I said to him, because you see, he's, he's got 400 people. Well, he's running more than that at a time, but he's got 400, you know, that he can depend on. He may run 500 sometime. When he did, he crowded them in his auditorium. They were standing around the walls. So he's going to build an 800-seat auditorium. Or a 1,000, really, a 1,000-seat auditorium. And I said to him, now, if you're going to build that, build that in a way that you can close it off some way or another, because you take 400 people and put over there in a 1,000-seat auditorium, there's 600 empty seats, and they're going to turn around and look and say, where is everybody? And they got just as many people they ever had. And then they get disillusioned, and you get discouraged and leave. Oh, I'm going to take the city. I said, how long have you been here, pastor? Oh, eight or ten years. I said, you haven't took the city in eight or ten years. You, you built up in eight or ten years from 165, close to 200, to 400, maybe 450, in eight or ten years. Well, if you do that well in another eight or ten years, you may have 650. If you've got a thousand-seat auditorium, you still got 350 empty seats. Oh, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it just, we're going to win the city just in 18 months. No, I said, I'm not talking unbelief, but I don't think you are. You've been here all this time and haven't won it yet. Now, you're doing good. Don't misunderstand me. So he built an 800, well, 1,000-seat auditorium. I, I stopped. Well, in fact, I preached another crusade for him in that big auditorium. Went by and preached for him. And they got all these seats tied off with ropes where everybody would try to get down to the front, you see. And he got discouraged and left. Now, if he's going to build a big auditorium, he ought to... He ought to built it a little bit better, but if you go to build that big for a certain occasion, he ought to have it where he could close certain all. And I saw pastor after pastor do that, and I tried to get him not to. I said to him, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do that unless you can close off half of that auditorium. Because you come out there on Wednesday night, you've got 400 people on Sunday morning, 450 people, but on Wednesday night, you've got 150 people. People are busy, you see, a lot of time. Amen. And 150 people in a thousand seat auditorium. Dear Lord, where is everybody? Now I had a fellow, one four square pastor, was the only fellow that I saw that did every one of these other pastors. Several of them, several of them. Could count them off on my face. Every single one of them within a year to 18 months or two years time was gone. They got disillusioned. Never were able, and then the congregation sat there left with that big building. A four-square preacher held a meeting for him, though. Now, he could get in up to 750 people. But then, right on the other hand, we could take, because he only had 235 to 265 was big for him. 
But you could take a hundred people on Monday night and set them down in that little auditorium and they looked real good. Because you see, you had a balcony. And under the balcony, you had folding doors because he used them also as a Sunday school room and he'd open them up, you see, if he had to. And, and, and then, then, then that balcony was dark, so you couldn't even see anything up there. And he's got these other, other big rooms closed off. And so just the main auditorium, you see, looked real good. Now, during our meeting, then eventually on Sunday, we started off, you know, Monday night, because I sat there on the platform and counted. I had 99 people. 99. Looked like you got a pretty good crowd, though, because you got all these rooms. But before the week was out, I had to open up the doors. And people are sitting back there in these added rooms. And we finally even got some people in the auditorium, up in the balcony, you see, on certain nights. But, but he was wise. Well, that's a little beside the point, but the thing about it is, notice that even these fellows waiting on the tables in the business are supposed to have some wisdom. Did you notice that? One of their qualifications, one is to be honest, a report, the other's full of the Holy Ghost, and the other's wisdom. Amen? Amen. Let's go on reading, though. But we will give ourselves continually, continually, everybody say continually, to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That the preacher said something that the whole crowd pleased the whole crowd. And they had a multitude. In fact, they had at least 8,120. See, the churches hadn't got outside Jerusalem yet. And they had 120 received the baptism on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 added to the Lord, 5,000 another time. I know they've got at least 8,120 members and probably more because the Lord added daily to the church such as should be saved. They've got at least 8,120. It said the multitude. And, and, and the preacher said something that pleased the whole multitude. You can have 120 now and you couldn't say something that pleased the whole crowd. Now you know why? Because they're not spirit-filled. Now they may have had that initial experience of being getting filled with the Holy Ghost, but they have not had those renewings and those refillings. Did you ever notice that he said one of the characteristics of being filled, but be being filled, constant filled, is submission, submitting. See, everybody believes in submission 100% as long as everybody submits to me. But when it comes my time to submit, they don't believe in submission anymore. Now, what do you mean submit? Give in to one another. It don't mean you rule over one another, certainly not. But give in to one another. Amen. Not be hard-headed. Won't I'm going to have my way. I've got my say-so. No, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have a submissive spirit. I said you have a submissive spirit. And a thankful spirit. And a singing spirit. And a happy spirit. And a joyful spirit. Praise God. You may need to get renewed before you leave here tonight. The saying pleased the whole multitude. Think about that. The preacher said something that pleased everybody. My goodness, you can have a handful of people. I mean, just count them off on your fingers almost. You couldn't say something that pleased everybody. But you get them all filled with the Holy Ghost, it'll make a big difference. Smith Wigglesworth said something one time. Uh, he said, if I was pastor, which he never was, but he said, if I was pastor, I'd rather have a whole church full of people 
And everybody, nobody's got the baptism of the Holy Ghost but everybody's hungry for the Holy Ghost, then to have a church full of people that have already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and don't have any hunger for God. Because see, there are broken cisterns that are empty. I said there are broken cisterns that are empty. I said there are broken cisterns that are empty. Amen. Don't lose that hunger for God. Hallelujah. And then you'll seek that refilling. So the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen a man full. Glory to God, there's that word again, full. Full of faith and the Holy Ghost. Now skip down there to verse eight in conclusion. And Stephen, full of faith and power. See, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're full of power. But if you don't have any faith to mix with it, it won't do a thing in the world full of the Holy Ghost and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing, for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 1- 888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagin. And we have Rainbow Bible Church there in Oklahoma City at 8921 Northwest Expressway. So join us there on Sunday night, 6 p.m. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.